change culture is, first of all, it starts with a leader, right? It starts with somebody strong that has a directive, that has uh, an idea, that has uh, a list of things that need to be done. But really, change starts with, it's a feeling, right? I mean, the best way I could describe it, it's a feeling amongst many people, right? If you take a, a base uh, or an FBO in aviation, typically you have 30 to 100 employees at a, at a location. And if you polled all 30 to 100 of those people and said, what's going on here? Or are you happy? Are you sad? Are you okay? Are you indifferent? You know, you're going to get a general consensus of what's going on, right? So again, to answer your original question, then I'll go a little bit deeper. Change to me is a feeling amongst a bunch of people or, or change is, I don't know that I'm describing it the right way, but you have to know what the feeling is. What is the overall general consensus of what's going on? And then what needs to change, right? Is it people? Is it the performance? Is it the actual product? What is it, right? So in my career, I've walked into some situations that were really challenging. And, you know, I've heard nothing, you know, before I walk in, I hear oh, all these employees are terrible. It's such a bad environment. Nobody can ever get these, these people to understand. They're stuck in their ways. They've been doing this for 25, 30. I've heard it all, right? I laugh at that because I'm like, you know what? You can't have 50 terrible people. It's just not right. going to happen, right? Maybe they weren't treated the right way. Maybe that culture or, or that feeling or that whatever it is they're going through, maybe it stems from one person, right? And typically a culture starts with the head, right? Mm -hmm. The head person could be the CEO, could be a director, could be a general manager. They, they start that feeling. Yeah. They start. They're the ones that are initiating that energy that other people are going to feel. So I've walked into some situations where the first thing I did is I just talked to people, right? It always starts with people. And one by one, call people up and, or have them meet me in my office or meet them somewhere. And just ask them some questions. Like, hey, how are you doing? What are you feeling? What are we doing wrong here? What can we do better? Like, what are your ideas? And just having a simple conversation like that really makes people perk up. It's like, wait, hold on. You care what I think? Like, you want to know what my opinion is? I'm yeah. just a, an hourly frontline employee. Well, no, you're not. You're a really important cog in this wheel, just like everybody else is. Uh, but I want to know what your opinion is. And ever, after having all those conversations, you get the general con consensus of what the culture is, right? And then the change piece, right? Now, mm -hmm. as the leader, what do you want to change? Is there are people in the wrong positions? Are they not being guided the right way as leaders? Are they not given the tools to succeed? And again, I've walked into situations where some of the leaders were not in the right roles. They shouldn't have been leaders, right? They, or, or they were promoted because of politics or they were the right person. They just didn't have an idea how to do it. Um, but really to, to define, you know, change again, it, it's changing the feeling. It's changing the perception amongst a large group of people uh, yeah. and really getting their buy-in and understanding what direction you're heading in and proving to them. Right. And really not necessarily selling them, but proving to them through your actions that what you say you're going to do, you actually do. And right. once it starts to once that momentum starts to build, people start to buy in and they're like, wait, this person's for real. Like they're not just talking because they want to talk like they really care. They want to see things better. Let me listen more. Let me hear more. Let me provide more feedback. People that never would speak up before would start to speak up now. 
right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's a, a group of people coming together to say, I believe, I want to follow, I crave leadership. Tell me what I need to do. I want to be part of something bigger. And then you watch that feeling that I talked about before start to mm-hmm. change. Again, it's really hard to define it, but that would be my definition, if that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah, I remember in the show that we that you're referencing that Mark and Lamonis uh, has the prophet. It's you know the first thing he goes, he talks to the people, and for for some it's very awkward because sometimes even the the person that's the leader has never really talked to their team. They just come in and out in the office every day, and oftentimes the root cause of the business, aside from the process and the, and the product, is usually what it comes down to the people and yeah. the leader itself. Right. Always. Oh, unless yeah. you have a a a company filled with robots yeah. and machines, which doesn't exist, there's always going to be somebody at a company somewhere. There's always going to be people. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they're the most important thing. More important right. than the product. If you don't get the people right, your right. product is never going to be there. Bottom line. So yeah, right. your people your people need to be treated as such, but they also need to be held accountable when necessary. They right. they need to be told that these are the expectations. This is what I need from you. This is how you're going to get there. I'm going to help you get there. And at the end of the day, if they don't want to do it because they choose not to, then they have to be held accountable as well until right. they get it. And if they don't, sometimes you have to make the unfortunate hard decisions to move on and get the right people in the position that are going to have the same feeling, the same mentality. And that will mm-hmm. cultivate all the way through. It's mm-hmm. just my, my the way I think. Yeah. And then when we talk about change, why is it so necessary to have change in organizations? Why can't we just keep things the same in the organization, stay in our comfort zone? and just keep things the way they are. Why, why is why is this something that's necessary? Simple, because if you keep doing that, there's somebody, there's a competitor or somebody right down the road that's changing and evolving. And yeah. eventually, if you don't change or evolve or, or think about a different mentality or think about different ways to do things, you're, you're not going to exist anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we see plenty of examples out there with like even Kodak, right? right. I mean, everybody, mm-hmm. this is cliche, but you know, what happened to Kodak? They just yeah. missed the boat. You know what I mean? Like they were there, they were crushing it. They were incredible at what they did and they just refused to change. They refused to think that there was somebody else out there that could think differently and do things different ways. And then came the digitalization of everything. And then came the iPhones and the Blackberries and and everything else out there. And Kodak is kind of just non-existent anymore. But yeah, you, you have to be able to evolve. You have to listen to what's going on. And you know what's funny is if you just listen to your employees, they'll tell you we need to change because they're the ones on the front line that know what's going on. That's they're true. the ones that are that are the eyes and ears that are seeing everything. Yeah. And many times businesses or leaders fail because they don't listen to their people. You hire the right I mean, it's again, cliche, hire the right people and get the hell out of their way. Let them mm-hmm. do what they do and let them bring you ideas on what we need to do. But if you stay the same path all the time, it's not going to happen. Right. It's just it's not going to work. You know, I had a mentality years ago as a leader that's completely different today. It's at the end of the day, I still feel like I'm effective on how I lead, but it's not the same because I've had to adapt at every level. There was a time where I managed just hourly frontline employees. And then there was a time that I managed supervisors. Right. That are the next step on hourly employees. And then came the step of, of managing general managers, right? And duty managers. And that's another le- level of caliber, right? That's another level of intelligence or, or experience. And you have to adapt to how you manage people. And it all goes back to what I said before, right? No two people are the same, right? You're managing personalities and you have to be able to adapt to certain personalities because you can't talk to everybody the same way. 
you may have to show one person the way to do something and then explain it completely different to somebody else to get them to understand. Right. So, yeah, you have to be able to change not only as a company, as a business, but even as a person, you have to adapt to what's going on. It's a completely new workforce out there today, completely different mentalities. And if you're not following up with the times, then you're not going to exist anymore, whether it's a company or as a leader. Yeah. And I think with change also, there's there comes with uh, there's a lot of uncertainty and fears of change. Many times why organizations and leaders and people don't want to change is there's so many fears of, OK, what's going to happen if, we, if this happens or X, Y, Z, whatever that might be. And especially in the times we're in now is there's a lot of uncertainty involved. So how do leaders um, face this fear of change as as they come to uh, find the need to change? Because there's so much fear that kind of uh, is instilled in a leader to, to change. Well, listen, it, it, there's no secret. Nobody likes change, right? There's yeah. an anxiety component to it, right? It's the fear of the unknown. What's going to happen? What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my job if I can't do this? Well, that doesn't make sense. We've been doing it like this forever, right? But it all goes back to adapting and, and, and being able to do that. But as a leader, you know, I face change all the time. I, you know, I've been under different ownership, under different organizations, you know, over the last couple of years and uh, different leaders that I've reported to. You have to be able to be positive. It all starts with being positive. It is so easy to be negative and just say what's not going to work and how this is not this is not right. And this is not how we not do anything. But as a leader, though. You can get sucked into that very quickly, right? You can get sucked into those negative conversations. But as a leader, you're held to a different standard, right? You have to spin it into a positive. I am a full, I am a glass half full guy. And I wasn't always like that. There was a time in my life that, I, oh, whoa, me. Oh, always, everything always happens to me. But it really wasn't until I met my wife. Uh, and I'm not sure if she's going to see this or not. But, you know, I'll give I'll give her for full credit for this. Um but she helped me see things a little differently. There was a there's a book in a movie called The Secret. Um, kind of silly. It could be silly depending on how you look at it. But it really just th this whole book and movie goes off of your mind frame and how you think. Right. If you're constantly thinking negative, well, guess what? It's going to be negative. If you're putting that negative into the atmosphere, the negative is going to come back to you. I am a true believer in just thinking positive, thinking the best case scenario buying into that best case scenario and really making that feeling right remember we're going back to the feeling that culture yeah making your employees feel that too right showing them the way showing them that this does make sense yeah we've been doing this all along one way but if you buy into this this is what can happen right there's metrics there's charts there's things that you could prove to them right the change that you're going through it's not the first time it's happening it's happened to other organizations it's mm -hmm. happened to other leaders. There are examples on how it's worked, right? You have to be able to influence and inspire others to follow and to say, hey, you know what? I like your energy. I like that you're so positive about this. I'm going to follow. I'm going to give this a chance. But as a leader, if you're coming in negative, like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. You know, we got to try it, though. Everybody's saying we have to try it. Well, then guess what? They're not necessarily going to be bought in as well. But right. you got to give them that energy. You got to give them that feeling that we're going to be okay, right? right. I'm going to take care of you. Believe in me. We're going to do this together. Mm -hmm. I'm going to roll up my sleeves with you, and we're going to make this happen. Yeah, there was one big word that you mentioned that I wanted to touch on is influence. I think influence has 
a lot to do with change and what 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 is what does influence mean and how does this even relate to change i mean influence is everything yeah. influence is everything in business right you could be a salesman you can be a leader uh if you're not able to influence others then you're not going to be successful and influencing to me is just getting people to understand to buy in to see it a different way to really at the end of the day though trust you respect you believe in you because a lot of people are not genuine genuine right. is, a, is a is a big word you have to be real who you see is who you get you can't be fake you can't come off like you know one way and then you know you, they turn their back and then you're, you're a completely different persona you have mm -hmm. to be the same all the time you have to be genuine and when you're genuine you'll definitely you'll typically be able to influence others to follow right I, i've seen that in my career I've seen yeah. leaders that come off as they're genuine, but they're really not. Mm -hmm. they're, they're overselling. They're pushing too hard. But at the end of the day, people are not stupid. They can see right through that. And they're studying yeah. you and they're watching you. You know, I try to tell a lot of general managers or leaders, hey, you're, you're kind of like a celebrity, whether you know it or not. That's Everybody's so watching you. They're watching your every move. They're watching what time you come into work. They're right. watch, watching what time that you're leaving. They're Googling you. They're Facebooking you. They're looking you yeah. up on all the social media platforms. They want to know the real you. They want to yeah. know that you're not just portraying one thing, but you're really something else. You have yeah. to be real. You got to be genuine. At the end of the day, influence will happen, right? But it's got to be real. You can't sell them. It's got to be real. They got to really want to buy into you. They got to trust you as the person. Yeah. Another thing you mentioned is trust. I think trust is an important topic to touch on because um, I've seen where uh, the teams don't trust the leaders and they lose their trust after a certain mistake. Um, and with change, you have to trust your leader and your team has to trust you. So how, as a leader, do you develop trust with your team? If you say you're going to do something, do it. Mm -hmm. As simple as that. If you yeah. say, I'm going to lead you to the promised land, this is it, this is the end goal. Yeah. Maybe you don't reach it 100 percent, but they got to see the effort that you're trying to get there. And there's yeah. going to be wins and there's going to be losses. The biggest mistake a leader can make is saying we're going to do this or I'm going to do this for you. And then nothing happens. Like there's not even a follow up. Like you don't even come back to them and say, hey, this is what's going on. These are the updates, keeping them uh, informed periodically on what's going on. You know, there's plenty yeah. of times where to this day I get feedback from people like, you know, you're a man of your word. You're a person of your word. What you say, you do. And if you don't actually get there, I can see the effort that you're trying. Yeah. Right. And, and that's really how you earn trust. Don't tell somebody you're going to do something or don't listen to somebody or pretend to listen to somebody and then don't do anything about it. Because at the end of the day, that is the easiest way to lose credibility and to lose trust. Mm -hmm. But if you're listening, and when you when I say you're listening, like you're making eye contact with somebody and you're genuine, is that genuine word, right? That yeah. real word again. And you're genuinely show that you care about them and that you want to make a change for them or help them or help the people. And then you periodically show them what you're doing to get there. And again, you may not always win. Yeah. But at least you're showing them that you're trying and that you care and following back up with them, telling them every step of the way what you're doing. You will be surprised what that can do for somebody to influence, right? Or have them trust you and then want to follow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then with, with change also, leaders make mistakes. 
there's a lot of mistakes that happen um, when we talk about change. Um, and from your experience, can you describe like how you as a leader or uh, deal with mistakes when instituting change or dealing with change or working with creating positive change in your work environments? Well, I mean, listen, I, I make mistakes all the time and I am the first one to admit it. I am not perfect by any stretch of the means. And if anybody, you know, or if people fail to admit their mistakes, that that's another way to lose trust, by the way, and credibility and being genuine with people. Uh, but yeah, I mean, dealing with mistakes is just really learning from them. Right. I mean, I have made mistakes. I make them all the time. But the biggest thing to my growth is to say, OK, this is what I did in that situation. This is the decision that I made. You know what? It didn't work out. It was wrong. You know, uh, I, 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 I have to learn from that. I, I cannot do that again, because if I do it again, then it's a choice. Right. Then I'm just being oblivious to the situation. Yeah. Uh, but it's OK to make mistakes. It's OK to make chances, to take chances. But you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I screwed up. It was wrong. But you know what? Let me do it a little differently next time. Right. And then if that doesn't work, it's, it's literally process. It's, it's, it's process of elimination. Right. I mean, it, it goes with anything. It's like even losing weight. People that are trying to lose weight in a gym. Right. You have a certain amount of calories that you think you need to eat. Right. Mm -hmm. You start eating those calories. Nothing's happening. All right. You know what? Let me lower it another hundred calories. Hmm, right. You know what? Still no movement. Let me try again. Let, let me lower another 100 calories. Uh, you know, that didn't work. So, you know what? Maybe I'm eating too too little. Maybe I should start eating a little bit more. So you up your calories. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's working. Your, your body's changing or you're losing weight. I mean, that goes. that's just an example, but that goes for anything. Really, it's process of elimination, but it's admitting your faults. It's admitting your mistakes and not killing yourself over it because it happens, right? And just looking yourself in the mirror and saying, okay, I did that. Let me try something differently. Right. But more importantly, if you failed and you told your employees you were going to do something and it didn't work, it's also being the first one to say, hey, my bad, my mistake. I told us to do this. It didn't work out. You know what? We got to do something a little differently. I'll take any ideas or any feedback on what we should do moving forward. And then again, it goes back to that genuine. It goes back to that feeling. It goes back right. to that respect. It goes back to trust. Like, all right, wow, this, you know, he he's real. Like he made a mistake. He said he made a mistake. We're not going to kill him for it, but he's also looking for ideas on how we should move forward. So, yeah. I mean, again, we make mistakes all the time, but it's how you handle those mistakes that define you, not the actual mistake. What did you do to move forward You're for yourself and for other people? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then what should be the leader's uh, priority when it comes to change and instituting change? What should their primary focus be? It's uh, back to the people, right? Yeah. Checking in with them. Hey, how are we doing? Mm -hmm. Is it working? Is it not yeah. working? What can we do differently? I mean, it, it boils down to everything we've talked about here, right? Mm -hmm. Change is going to happen. People are not going to like it, but it's following up. Like what's working? What's not working? What should we do differently? But allow your people to make those decisions, to tell you and take that feedback, right? Take it from everybody and say, hey, all right, I heard you. Okay, yeah. maybe we need to pivot, do something a little bit differently. Uh, but yeah, your people are always going to be the most important people. But listen, listen to what they're saying. Don't pretend, actually listen to what they're saying and you'll you'll come out on top. All right. Um Anything else that you, you wanted to mention on change and or creating positive change? Um, except for the fact that I love it. 
right? I mean, I again, I mentioned at the beginning, I just love challenges. I love people. That's that's what I'm about. Um, yeah. You know, change is good. It's it's not bad, right? It's, it's not a bad thing. It doesn't have to be looked at, you know, in a negative light. Listen, we all have our anxieties. We all have our fears. So do I. I'm a human being. I got my yeah. own anxieties, my own fears. Like, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. I have yeah. no idea what my life is going to be tomorrow or what a company decision is going to be. But I know that I am going to do my best to put my best forward and and figure it out. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about is figuring it out. Let's bring yeah. it on. You know, you're going to develop as a person. You're going to help other people develop during change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's been my whole life, you know, and I'm yeah. very grateful for where I'm at. I've learned so much about change and change leadership and change culture and all that. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I just I love it. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's what I can add is I just I love doing yeah. it. And I love inspiring others. I mean, that's really what I'm about. Yeah. And as we as we move to a close uh, for this podcast, um, you know, there are various leaders from all levels of the organization, different sectors. There's young leaders, uh, people that want to pursue leadership. What advice would you have for those that are listening in or watching um, about change and how do they create positive change? What advice do you have for for patience? Uh, patience. Patience, 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 patience in everything you do. Everybody is in such a rush to get to the fi- to the finish line. It doesn't happen that way, right? I mean, this is 20 years now that I'm in this industry of aviation, an, a, a, an industry that I fell in 20 years ago as a security guard. This will December 19th this year will be my 20th anniversary where I was a security guard at the at 19 years old, and here I am, 39. Uh, as a director uh, for a very known aviation company. Uh, But that didn't happen overnight. It took 20 years, 20 years. Nowadays, I see a lot of young leaders that want it, want it, want it, want it, want it, but they're they're not patient enough. They want to get right to the finish line. It doesn't work that way. It takes time. It takes uh, the patience. Again, it takes listening. Uh, It takes different leaders to, to help cultivate you and mentor you and asking questions and studying and watching right. people. Um, but yeah, for change, for, for especially for young leaders, you got to find a mentor too. Nobody, not everybody has the answers. I don't have all the answers. My boss doesn't have all the answers. You know, it's just, sometimes you just got to go through it and you got to figure it out together, right? You got to, people got to put their minds together and say, hey, we got to change. So what's the best course of action, right? When you change on one topic, doesn't mean that's going to work on another topic, right? Whether you're changing people or changing cultures or changing the way you do certain things that they can all be different, right? Just one size doesn't fit all, but really it's working together as a group, as teammates, getting different opinions from all different people and slowly making that progress, but nothing is going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. And when people learn patience, end of the day i've seen those are the most successful people that i've dealt with patients yeah okay all right well thank you so much pasquale i think you've really touched on a lot of excellent topics that i think people needed to hear uh when it comes to change because i think this is a a a topic that many leaders are comfortable uncomfortable with and i remember early on in in my leadership career and uh, starting in in uh, early on in leadership roles, this was something that I was very fearful of. And um, you know, I'm very thankful for your mentorship, and you really helped me a lot uh, throughout throughout my career. And really appreciate you know the, 
the leadership that you instill in people, you know, focusing on that people process product uh, and really being the, the true example of, of elite leadership at such a young age. I mean, there's probably very few out there that have achieved what you have achieved at, at your age. So. Well, Cameron, I appreciate you saying that, man. Like I said, I, I really enjoyed my time with you. Uh, I'm glad that, you know, we're friends and we, we still talk all the time. And uh, I love to see your development and your progress out there. Uh, you know, you were a pleasure to work with. You, you have a dynamic personality. Uh, you haven't even come close to reaching the pinnacle of what you're capable of. I love your motivation. Uh, you're inspiring to many, right? You, you, you have a can-do, I'm going to make it happen attitude with like your nine college degrees that you have at this point. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty incredible. It really is. And, uh, and I'm happy to see that, you know, you're putting it to use every day. And uh, I feel like we were put together for a reason, right? I'm a big energy person. And, uh, you know, while I, you know, you said those words that I helped you, you helped me in a, in a lot of ways as well. I had a lot of fun with you, man. And I know that you love the espresso, right? The espresso <laughs> was one of the only things you learned, right? <laughs> so I have espresso machine within hands with distance right yeah, here. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what, that's what keeps me going. And without that, I, I don't know that yeah. I would have the energy that I have. I need, the, I need my espresso. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Pasquale, thank you again for, for all your time. I know you're, you stay very busy. And uh, with, with all that you have under your responsibilities right now, and, um, you know, thank you for adding value to... Uh, not only this podcast, but other people's leadership as a, as a part of this. Um, so I really appreciate it. And I hope to have you on again soon on a different topic of some sort. Yeah. My pleasure, Cameron. Thanks for All having right, me. Thanks.